2: The very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith.
3: And we just want to say a quick hello to Rose, one of our brand new patrons. Thank you so much for joining the Bollocks team.
4: Yeah. How are you feeling, Alison? You feeling better? Oh my God, I feel
3: like a million dollars now compared to last week. Much better. Thank you very much, Maureen, for asking. It was was a hellish week. Um, But, yeah, I feel a lot better. And, in fact, I just want to do a quick shout-out before I forget. I told you, ladies, that at the gig I went to on, on Friday, one of the gigs I did, it was in Leeds, and there was a lovely girl in the audience, lovely lady, Catherine and I just want to say hi to Catherine right now because when I was on stage I was saying to the audience I was like oh it's been a rough week I've got the flu and this this girl looked at me and nodded and I said oh have have you had the flu and she went oh no and I was like oh but you knew I had the flu and she was like yeah, I listened to WTB and I heard you were <laughs> cancelling shows, so I hoped that this wasn't the one you cancelled. I was like, oh, my God, you knew I was. She's like, I'm so sorry you were sick all week. I was like, thank you. Ka-. So I plugged our pod to the audience and I just wanted to say thank you to Catherine and David for coming out to see the show, uh, listeners of WTB. And <laughs> it's so touching when you're like, oh, you
4: you actually <laughs> know that I was sick and you cared. And a bit surprising as well, isn't it? It's like, Oh, someone listens. Yeah, yeah, it was so sweet, and I was—I'm sure the
3: audience was like, "All right, lady you have a podcast." Obviously, people, because I was so blown away. I was like, oh, but "That's so lovely of you." So, anyway, just a quick shout out to Catherine and David. Yeah,
2: we're we're always surprised, aren't we, when people <laughs> listen? <laughs> I don't—I think we should try to look less surprised in real life. I mean, obviously, yeah. in private, we can remain yeah. surprised, but in public, we should always look like, "Yeah, yeah you are one you of." You're one I'm of sure thousands, hundreds, tens of people that <laughs> listen to this podcast, and we're delighted. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better because I know you're feeling so. European flu is the worst; it's going around. Uh, after we recorded, then like kind another of half dozen people that I know have got flu, so it's obviously yeah. it's every, obviously hitting everyone hard. I'm really hoping to swerve it. I can't bear the thought of the the, the 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 few that little short time I have off before I before I'm like manic again in January being ill. Please, God. Let me write this I'm going this for out. my flu jab this week. I was just going to say, go get your flu shot. Good for you, Maureen. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I'm going to book mine in as well. I'm going to book it in today because there's a chemist opposite where I live that has the flu jab. So I've got no excuse. I think I have to book it in. I might just be able to drop in. It doesn't matter. The That's admin. We don't need to go through the admin <laughs> now. I'm so sorry. Um, so this morning, um, we're recording a little bit later than we intended because I had to go to... My son's, plural, harmonica assembly. <laughs> Which is oh, what Maureen laughs so so You sad want to do that first thing in the morning. So sad I
4: couldn't be there, Jen. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I think I've recorded a bit of it, if you would like to hear it. <gasps>
4: yes, I, I just, would. Copyright issues, just, copyright issues. Yeah,
2: <laughs> copyright issues, exactly. There, there is a bit, I don't know if you, This is. this is them practising it.
4: That's definitely jingle bells. Ah. Uh...
2: <laughs> a <laughs> a
0: Did you hear Climber
2: going, what what the hell tune was that? No, it's it's it sounded like that, but there were a half a dozen of them and it was really quite something. It was quite moving, actually. Um,
3: it was quite something. Moving that you wanted to
2: leave or just... In that I wanted to go, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not yeah. true. I really enjoyed it. It was really sweet to watch them. You, I was saying to Alison earlier, it was just, you forget how little they are. And two of the little lads that were up there got stage fright and they couldn't do it. And there was only about like well they they what they got down is two those like two of the years came down and then there was like half a dozen audience you know because there's only like six kids um that still kept up harmonica club so there was only like like eight parents or something anyway. Um, Two little lads got terrible stage fright, and they were in tears, and I felt so so bad for them because you you, f- you forget that they're just the little they're just tiny little lads, and it was just a, it was just a bit overwhelming. And then you can see that there's a couple of kids that are like they're in their element. They're like, this is me, oh,
3: this, this is, is it. Daytime.
2: Ariana Grande, move over. I've got a harmonica and I know how to use it.
4: <laughs> hey, but it's good that your little one did it because he gets frightened. So that was that's quite good, isn't it?
2: Oh, he looked absolutely fine. They all did. So um, they both did. So they... they um... <laughs> anyway, that's one of the many things you have to do as a parent is uh, sit through these things. But, <laughs> harmonica, look, it's, yeah. you know, you sort of enjoy it. Even though like you're watching it going, this isn't great, but at the same time it's like this is wonderful, it's like a, it's like a two thing, isn't it? It's a double whammy. yeah were you but, in the
3: moment? did you stay? Were you like, "I'm going to appreciate this moment?"
2: Oh yeah, totally. Good. I mean it's I did good, good. Uh, there was one point where they they completely lost their way, and um <laughs> it was totally being held together by the harmonica teacher, and I did briefly, and i'm not um I did get nudged by Chloe, but I did briefly get the giggles. <laughs> But I, I held it together. I held it together. It sounded so bad, but I held it together. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. And and we haven't been able to do any of these things because of Covid, have we? So all of these little performances that would normally happen in the last couple of years, we haven't had. So it's really sweet to be able to sit in a dinner hall and watch our children murder a tune on a harmonica. So it's a really special <laughs> moment. It's one of those
3: milestones. At isn't it? with a coffee in hand. <laughs>
2: hey,
4: hey, hey, hey. I've been doing, an Alison, I've been doing some shopping.
2: <gasps> oh, talk to us, okay, like I have bought, what what how middle does
4: this sound? I have bought an air fryer.
2: <gasps> Ma- oh, what? what? Yes. Yes. And,
4: uh, an air fryer and a meat, what do you call it? A meat thermometer, which you can stick, Alison. It's magnetic, so you can stick it on the fridge so you don't lose it. So, Ma- what's the. Ma-
2: can, can I ask what the meat thermometer's for? Is that
4: when you do a roast or something? Well, they they suggest that with an air fryer that you you, you double check that the meat's cooked properly, so you have a meat thermometer. So there you go. Cool. But the reason I, cook, I, I I I've been thinking of getting one, and then my friend Mickey was like, "I'll buy you one." I said, like, "Don't buy me one. I'll get one." But like you know, you... you just bought one, so Mickey wouldn't buy it for me, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I mean, that is one of the reasons, but there was another reason as well, because otherwise she would have bought me one. Um, so basically the other day I came home, and I'm trying not to eat uh, processed food, but anyway, it was late, and I just, and I just thought I was thought so I'm going to have a lasagna. Also, it was on a special offer. So anyway, went, went, to, went to cook the lasagna. Anyway, my oven's not working. My oven has died. So I, I, I went to put the lasagna in, couldn't get the oven on. The hobs have kind of gone, but you can use matches with them. I don't think you can really put a match in the inside of the oven. So I was like... You can't microwave an oven, can you? You can't microwave a lasagna. You can't microwave an
2: oven. You, can't, you can't definitely can't you microwave out. an oven.
4: No, you cannot. So I'd can go to not. my neighbours no, no. with my little pathetic lasagna going, oh, hi, neighbours, can you cook this for me? Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't cook it. And they were lovely, so they cooked it for me. With a bit, I did have a few cakes and coffee. And they invited me for Christmas dinner, which was really nice. On oh, that's lovely.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, you show up with a microwave dinner uh, No, no, I won't show up with the mic- they're gonna, no. they happen somebody does They're so going,
4: do you eat potatoes? I'm thinking... I mean, do you not know me at all? But anyway, um, so I thought, you know what? It's probably going to cost me 100 quid to just get a gasman around to kind of fix. I think his ignition's gone. So, or, you know, instead of buying a new oven or paying somebody to fix this old oven that's 20 years old, I thought, why don't I just fork out and buy an air fryer? So right. I, tried, I bought it yesterday so re- and tried it last night.
2: You're replacing your oven with an air fryer? Yeah. Okay,
4: it's actually, it's actually cheaper. It uses half the energy that a normal oven does. Yes,
2: yes it does. They don't yeah. stop telling us that, do they? Every second.
4: Mm-hmm. of I mean, you have to do a lot of cooking to make up for the fact the initial cost in the first place. But and honestly, it is a lot quicker and a lot easier to clean. It's fine. It took twelve oh, minutes yeah. to cook chicken last night.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, what are you going to do
4: with your oven? You know what my neighbour said? He goes, "You're probably going to put books in it." <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't, or bags, plastic bags, don't, don't, that's a good place put, to put them. Don't put books
2: in it. I know. I don't know. I know, <laughs> I know you haven't cleaned it, so don't put anything in it. Well, I use the hob still. I'm using the hob. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad you've got yourself an air fryer. Um I I'm I'm glad you didn't bother trying to get someone to fix the uh oven, uh which was probably made in 1972. <laughs> <Yes>. Um <laughs> it's 20 years old that oven well that's done really well 20 years for an oven isn't it do you yeah. think that's unusual yeah. things they don't make things to last anymore more and this is going to really upset you i doubt your air fryer will last 20 years and then we'll, we'll end up having a conversation about this in about five years time when it dies <laughs> i last oven it was 20 years before it went but anyway but, i just yeah. thought
4: that that kind of thing's the type of thing that alison would probably get an air fryer and a meat thermometer
2: I have
3: two air fryers and two meat thermometers. Why do you
4: have two? Because you only can cook one thing at the same time. Is that why?
3: That's why. And I tried to get the dual, uh, dual one. But good luck, everyone. Everyone's on the air fryer market right now. If you want a dual air fryer, that is does not exist. And I bought one ages ago, a little cheapy, loved it. So then I upgraded to a foodie ninja so wow. now I do just the potatoes and the little one and I do the meats and the fancy thing. And the But big what my ones. friend
4: does, I mean, this yeah. is how interesting is this conversation? She She's got only got one single air fryer thing, but she then puts the veg in halfway through. She cooks the meat. She puts it in the same Look thing. Guys, I can vouch for the fact that this isn't interesting. Um,
2: <laughs> Jen, at all. you don't know.
4: <laughs> in That's because you've never had an air fryer, Jen. I, I,
2: I haven't. <laughs> I feel like there might be one wending its way to me at some point. But uh, I... I At this point in my life, I don't have one. I, I, I would love to say I never tire about hearing about air fries, <laughs> but I, I turns out I have. I've I'm, I'm actually flatlined. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Maureen, I'm glad that you've got something that you can cook with. That's the most important thing, isn't it? I and bless. it's healthy because you use yeah. less oil. Great.
3: Way less oil. And it's so quick and fun. You're going to love it. I got air fryer recipes. I'll
4: send them to you, Maureen. Oh. Well. Jane's really gutted that she's not going to be included in that, I that, that email.
2: No, I am. I'm absolutely devastated, but somehow I've recovered very quickly from my devastation. (laughs) So aside from your air fryer, morning, what have you been up to?
4: Have oh, you had a busy week? Oh yeah, I went. To, I went on a lot of courses. I told you that, didn't I? I went on a lot of courses. Yeah, but wasn't that yeah. last? Oh, week? Oh, that was last you week. Courses, you know what? I'm just.
3: Know. What's <laughs> going on this week, Morrie? This is
2: classic. You're both checking your mobile phones to see what, what it is what that you've been
4: doing. No, far, do you know what? Yeah. I what set this? myself. You're going to love this. I set myself notes, and then I've obviously not. They haven't come up. I am going to see all quiet on the Western Front with. Um, and it's the director's going to be there, Jen. So I'm going to the Goethe oh, Institute tonight. Wow. In central the, London. Oh, amazing! You'll love it. So the director's I mean, going to introduce the movie. So that's going to be. It's quite tricky. It's quite a tricky movie, but you will love it. It's great. I had what um. What did I? Have? Oh, I had a lot of um, doubling ups, which we've discussed before, and this is what comics want. You want to double up. Uh, Alison does it all the time because you make more money because you tend to work at the weekends. That's where you make your money because, uh, each during the week gigs kind of disappeared a lot. And at the time, you think, great, I'm doubling up. And then when you actually do them, Alison, and you've got to rush from one gig to the next, yeah. and I never factor in. So it's like, there was like, oh, that was it. This is brilliant. I've had a really good double, plenty of time in between. And one of the clubs didn't tell me that they've moved the time. So the shows was an hour earlier than when I'd been booked for it. Oh, fuck. And then I was meant to be closing, but then they put me down to middle, but didn't tell me. So what well, was like a that's really... That's their fault. That's their fault. Yeah, what was a really great double where I had like like an hour and a half, two hours in between, turned out I had 20 minutes, which was undoable. And it was like I can't really phone the other club and say, oh by the way, got to find somebody now because it's like four in the afternoon when I found this out. So they had I had to lose those gigs, and then, then they would giving me some more gigs. But it was like, yeah, if you move the if you move the gigs by an hour early, you kind of got to tell the comics.
2: I, I just i was yeah,
4: that's tough. Tough
2: tits. I mean, so many times it's our fault. Well, I say our fault. It, you, you, t- you two don't tend to make these mistakes. My fault. But, but when it's their fault, it's like, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah.
3: Just. You know, what do you do? Yeah. I know. Uh,
2: I mean, I got a lot of those coming up. I
3: got the, the, a week of those yeah, coming you're up, in running London, around. because I'm in London. In, yeah. You're in London. You're in London which when, which would be great. week? You're in London
4: next week, t- starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Uh, starting because
3: this Wednesday. Because we we're this, yeah. And we're all getting on Monday.
4: Listening to this.
3: Yeah, two days ago for one. And we're getting together on Monday, which I'm very excited about. Sorry, I don't mean to jump a week ahead, everyone, but I just want us all to realize that we are actually going to be in the same room together, eating a meal, very excited about this.
2: Yes, yes. I might be in a right-out state because I'm having a Christmas lunch on that Monday with some other comedians, and then I'm meeting Hammered you guys. Hammered
3: by the time she shows up. Early evening.
2: I'm going to not. I'm I Really, I'm not going to because I just can't physically handle my booze at the moment. And... um I had a, I had one Bailey's on on Saturday and I was like, oh, I think I need to lie down.
4: Yeah, no, I, I. Well, I'm meeting I'm meeting Ira for lunch beforehand, but it'll be more sedate affair between me and Ira.
2: Right. Okay. Well, we'll whatever happens morning, we have to make sure we leave room for food. Oh,
4: I don't, don't worry. To, I'll, don't I'll be able to fit it in. I don't, don't just realised worried. who
2: I was talking to you there. Apologies.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like. <laughs> You're talking to Maureen and I, don't worry. I can eat a a full meal and show up and be like, I'm ready again.
4: Let's do it. (laughs) Don't don't worry about that.
2: It's Christmas and we're going to have a Christmas WTB lunch, dinner, uh, extravaganza. There'll be champagne and oysters and uh, all the things that Maureen loves. And that's what we'll be doing.
4: (laughs) I might bring a sandwich. We should probably take some... (laughs) We
3: should take some videos of us eating. Let's let's take a few secret videos hey, of Alison, us, the other day, Jen eating.
4: actually made me a couple of jacket potatoes in the kitchen. And I started to eat. And she went, right, I'm leaving now. And she walked out of the kitchen. See you later yes uh there's absolutely no way i could stick around for that
2: well look we've all had wonderful weeks uh they were seven days long and we achieved something in those times uh, air fryers uh doubling of gigs uh, ridding of flu and if you want to know what i was up to uh we got our mot done so on the car so we're banging we're absolutely banging this week but uh of course uh this is the penultimate episode of this particular series in case you're wondering so this is the penultimate moment that we turn to the absolute bonkers banshee of the group It's Maureen Younger and it's time to find out what that be moment is
4: I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender (laughs) I chose my own number and my own contact to block (laughs) Oh my god, Maureen
2: I don't, I mean I understand but I don't understand I've got to shut this down now.
4: I've got to <laughs> shut it down. Actually, this is one. I was watching an old video of me and Jen. This is how exciting my life is. And um, it brought up a Be More Mourn which I'd completely forgotten about. So this is quite an old one. I um, So for those of you who don't... Well, most of you probably don't know. On Facebook, there was a Concerned Comedians page, which, because, uh, you know, comics were kind of in a... Solitary. So when we need help from other comics or we need advice, there's a page and it's full of very serious things. Can somebody help me in this? Can somebody do this? I'm in trouble, and it's all very worthy and very serious. And sometimes very helpful.
3: I need bail. I need
4: bail. <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. I was going to mean- mention your <laughs> criminal past, Alison. But, now it up. but hey, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um it, I think it was a year or two ago. There was International Kissing Day, I thought, oh, it's it international what? International Kissing Day. This one. International kiss day. Is that yeah. a thing? I
2: didn't know that was. That a thing. is a
4: thing. You should let Chloe know, Jen. You might get kissed Oh, Yeah, that
2: will be my annual, my annual lip touch.
4: <laughs> and um, so I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. I put up my one of my favourite paintings, the kiss by Gustav Klimt. So I put it up. What I thought was on my page, but it turns out I'm not quite sure how I did it. I put it on the I posted it on the concerned Comedians <laughs> page. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. a cry for help. Cry for help. Completely unaware now. <laughs> Obviously, people started <laughs> making comments like, Who the <laughs> fuck is this? What are you <laughs> like? Because it was no content. Just happy... until I saw kissing to everybody. And there's a picture of, of the kiss by like, just a plimp. Anyway, I igno- as ignore knows, I ignore most notifications. Like, I don't yeah. care what people think about anything. Like, I don't know them. What do I care what they think? So I was ignoring all these notifications. I was quite a few notifications. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, this is getting a bit weird. So I looked up one and one of the guys had written this comment, <laughs> ring. who is this woman, right? Because he didn't know who I was. <laughs> who? Is- and that really pissed me off. I was like, who is this woman? Is she a promoter? I'm like, how... Dare you not know who I am. That's what really pissed me off. What do you mean you don't know who I am? I'm a comic. So anyway, I realised what I'd done, had to take it off. And uh, I was kind of really pissed off about this guy. But I remember saying to Jen at the time, um, this particular comic um, in Edinburgh one year, I was chatting to a friend who was doing his Edinburgh show and there was like a bunch of about 10 Spanish students wanted to come to his show. And I persuaded them in Spanish to go and see this other comic show instead. (laughs) And the because he didn't want 10, 10 no. Spanish students. You don't want ten Spanish. students And the students guy in was so show. grateful that I kind of got rid of them. He actually took me out for dinner. So, so I was like, "Well, that'll teach you not to know who the fuck I am." I'm the person who got ten <laughs> Spanish students to go to your show and every one year. So <laughs> that's brilliant, Maureen. Well done. I, for, I forgot uh, about that, but I mentioned it once in one of those Insta, Insta Live things we did. I was like, "Oh yeah, that is yeah." I remember doing that?
2: Oh yeah, God. I forgot which of those Insta lives. Th- I know, I think most that people was...
4: have to be fair. But um, Yeah, I mean, I thought, and that's fair enough. That's quite a good one, I thought. I thought that just sums that's just something. That's a really good...
2: And do you know what's so
3: funny is that out of all three of us now, you are like the technical one. Yes. Like you know how to post things. You So to think of you doing that, I'm like, God, how far we've come in such a short <laughs> period of time, right? Yeah, I know. International I was the one...
4: kissing day. No, so I, was t- I know, t- trying, t- showing, t- telling you how to put um, reels up. And now I've learned how to caption stuff on Instagram and TikTok. I'm like, yay.
2: Using you you separate captioning? captioning software, Maureen.
4: No, no, you can do it in the in the apps.
2: Yeah, I, I know you can do it in the apps, but um this the writing's
4: so tiny. No, but you no, you can edit that.
2: Oh my god, we're learning so much, Alison. Look at Alison's <laughs> I know, and can I, hold classes now. I mean, this, can hold this is the advantage of
4: insomnia, you end up going going, Well, I'm gonna learn this because I've got seven hours before I go to sleep. <laughs>
2: You should, you should read your oven's manual and see if you can fix that, baby. Oh,
4: uh, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't. There'll be some sort of electrocution. I mean, I can trust her on, sure. a, I can trust her on software, but let's not get into the hardware. No, no I mean, let's not get into right, gas right. and electricity. That is no, a... for the love of Christ, no. No. Um, well, Maureen, that Maureen, was a classic, wasn't it, Alison?
3: I love that one. That is one of my personal... Just because I'm thinking of all the male comics that I know who are like, what the
2: fuck is... <laughs> What the fuck but also there's something quite quite nice about the fact that you managed to piss someone off just by posting a picture up. <laughs> I, 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 I think just everybody wind your neck in. All that happened is, is that somebody posted a picture and you didn't understand the context. Now, take a breath and scroll down and you, and, and it
4: will stop upsetting you. Do you know Honestly. what I think I did? You know, like I was probably on the page and then I forgot, when I went back onto my app, I forgot that I was on that page and just assumed. Well, absolutely nobody
2: in this call right now or indeed listening to this podcast is questioning any of the reasons how that happened or no. why it happened or no. when it happened. We understand that it happened and we, we accept it and we don't question it and we don't even have a problem with it. We, we think it's A-OK. And to the comedian that got really irate, I hope you enjoyed your one-hour show with 10 people in the room that didn't have a fucking clue what you were saying. You we didn't speak English. <laughs> Uh, that's the wonderful thing about Edinburgh isn't it it's, uh, it's never knowing who's going to be in the audience it might be it might be a producer from LA it might be the commissioner for comedy from the BBC or it might just be 10 Spanish students <laughs> English as a second language class English is very much, very much their third or fourth language <laughs> they, they they don't know what's going on and that's that's what you can expect from the festival um, Maureen Younger thank you so much for your beaver Money moment as always an absolute I banger know. Um, well, not as always, because we've actually experienced one that was. Her- let that it go, Jen. Upped, let it go. Getting- okay, you're right. Let it She's go.
3: She's learned. Maureen's learned not to come
2: to the table with that shit again, right? She's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have to. Qu- I don't have to quote
4: Frozen ever again. Can okay, I just but- m- mention that at least on one occasion, I haven't. I've always done one, as, as opposed to you, Jen. You actually had to. Um, okay, let's one not week. get
3: into this. We're not
2: going to start
4: Listen, a fight. We're not starting. I thought a fight. you would
2: be grateful for one week without. <laughs> A goat. It turns out fine, Maureen. Next series, there'll be a double goat to make up (laughs) to make up for the absence of that one goat. An all-goat episode. Could you
3: imagine that? Everyone's got a goat. We should do that. Everyone's got a goat. Everyone's got advice. Everyone's got
2: yeah. It'd be like a a four-hour-long horror show that nobody would listen to. Um, Great. Okay, so it's time now to turn back to the person that makes the sense in the. Which is more than I am making right to now It's time to Go to the gym Get it together
3: Pay your taxes And stop eating chips Take my advice Take my advice Cause I ain't using it
0: no. no, no No,
3: no Take my advice, I ain't using it Thank you everyone who's writing in. This one I really liked because it's not necessarily so much, it's not a problem, more of a PSA, but kind of a problem. So I wanted to address this. I think it's a good time of year. Um so one of our writers has uh, written in, uh, I've been a part of the pet rescue in the southern US for the past decade. So my motives are to convince adults to think before they shop, especially at Christmas. Yes, everyone, it is that time of the year where you think getting your children a puppy or a kitten would be a great idea, right everyone? Well, this writer, and I'm very grateful because this is always a big problem this time of year. People make choices without thinking it through. Uh, And I love this, so I'm going to finish reading what she wrote. I don't think the dog and cat overpopulation in the U.K. is nearly as bad as it is in the southern U.S. Yes, it is. But pet rescues down here are drowning, et cetera, et cetera. Uh and the months after Christmas are typically even worse as parents decide to rehome their Xmas presents after a few short months. And this writer says, I am very sick and tired of having to hide my rage as an actual adult tells me, with no shame or remorse, that Fido needs to find a new home because their eight-year-old didn't follow through on taking care of the new pet all by themselves like they promised. <laughs> and then the writer, oh me. Yeah, the writer goes, oh, really? Your eight-year-old who is so reliable about handling daily chores like doing homework and taking out the trash, as well as more advanced things like scheduling their own medical checkups, shopping for the family groceries, getting the car in for oil changes, and also fixing tax returns, why can't they handle a new pet? I loved the sarcasm in this so much. Thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, it's true. I love that people are always shocked. She's like, come on. So, I just want to talk real briefly about this Christmas and is your family really ready for a pet and maybe some alternative pet choices that might be better. So, look, uh, the first thing you want to look at is: look, is your kid comfortable around animals? Let's be honest. I know a lot of people just imagine the beautiful puppy with your child, and then they do that and the child freaks out. Like, is your kid ready? For a puppy or a kitten or something that is going to require this. Are they comfortable around animals? You may want them to be. You may hope that it'll happen. But does it happen already? If, if it's going to be a learning curve, just no. It's not time. So first off, are the kids and is everyone else in the house comfortable with animals? Uh, can your children handle simple household tasks? Do they brush their teeth without being reminded? Do they put on their pajamas without fucking hassle? Are they doing simple things already to take care of themselves? If not, odds are throwing a life for them to care for in their path is not the best idea right now. So let's look at those things, right? Are they taking care of themselves to a certain extent? Um, Does your kid understand what having a pet would mean? And have you talked to your child or the family about the right kind of fit of an animal? Oh, maybe they want to have that puppy, but let's be honest. Can we all walk the puppy for hours a day? Can we, you know, go to do all the appointments that are necessary for a puppy? Are we ready to train the puppy? Look, there's a lot of things to keep in mind. So just because your child is begging for a new pet (laughs) doesn't mean the rest of the family is possibly ready. So let's keep that in mind. Um, I think things that you can do to suss out if the family is ready. I truly believe you should sit down with each member of the household and let them plead their case as to why it is that they are ready for a pet. Each, not as a big group, one-on-one. And let each family member plead their case. Because what you're doing now is already prepping the family. Getting each member to be like, okay, here is why I feel I'm ready. This is what I'll do. This is what... Okay, one-on-one. It's like an interview. It's a pet interview, if you will. Um, Maybe you should give your family a trial run. Does somebody have a dog you could borrow for a few days? Could you foster some animals for a period of time? these are things that maybe you should experiment with before going into it full time. As a pet owner, I'm always looking for someone to take care of the pooch for like a night or two. If you have a friend in that situation, maybe take them up on that and see how the family does. Uh, Is the whole family on board? Okay. If you've got one member of the family who's out, nope, it's not going to work. In fact, sometimes it takes two families to raise a dog as I have learned. So Please make sure that everyone in the family is on board. Do some research. Find out about the pets, okay? What exact pet is right for your family? Set up chores that take up the same amount of time as taking care of a pet. And I think this is an important thing to keep in mind. If you give your child a list of chores they have to do every week, and they stick to that for like a couple of months, they're proving that they are ready to accept some responsibility. So maybe a chore list where they prove and you go, okay, look it, it's been two, three months. You're sticking to this without me having to hassle you. Good job. Um, I want to suggest this. I don't know, Maureen, did you guys ever do this in school where it was like you had to take care of an egg like it was a baby? No, but
4: we we used to do things where you could take the hamster home for the weekend, let there be a class hamster or something.
3: And take care of the hamster to see how that went, yeah. We used to do a thing. It was like take care of an egg for a week. And if you could keep that egg, yeah, at like without breaking it, you've proven. Why not do the egg test with the family? Give each member of the family an egg and be like, all right, let's see how our eggs are at the end of the week as a bit of a tester to see how things might go. Um, and I also think this might be a little intense, but if you're going to get into the world of pets, let's do this. I think you should all have a discussion as a family. What would happen if it doesn't work out? Are we all ready for, you know, would we have to rehome? We're probably, we might have to give the puppy away. What, how would we feel? What are, that way they really understand the full gravitas of what is about to happen if you get an animal. Some better starter pets if you're not looking into getting into the world of puppies and kittens, because I think a lot of people jump into that world without knowing. So here's some starter pets. Now, some of these sound revolting, but. As a parent, I think it might be easier to take care of these. Okay. Great starter pets. Guinea pigs. I'll tell you this. They're soft. They're cuddly. You don't have to walk them. They're more of an at-home kind of deal with thing. Guinea pigs can be a great starter pet before entering the world of dogs and cats. Yeah, they smell. Into that. I know. Yeah. Jen's already like, no to guineas. <clears throat> My yeah. brother had Go guinea ahead.
2: pigs. My brother had guinea pigs. He got another guinea pig after, and they... The new, let's just say. It, they didn't get along. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't want to get graphic, but yeah, it, there was a lot of assault occurring. I, I just, all of those, all of, the, look, my feelings about all of those yeah. things hamsters, gerbils, rabbits, guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. I mean, why bother? Do you know what I mean? Firstly, I all they do is scratch around, they don't really do anything. Secondly, the second you introduce another one, they try—they attack each other, try to eat each other, or sexually assault each other. It's actually—it's it's, actually—it's actually quite scarring to watch. Yeah. To like, I mean, all oh, you have to—you have to clean them out every day. I just—the whole thing. Chloe was trying to suggest a hamster. I was like, no, none of that. No, we either have a pet or no pets. not some weird little rat running around in a cage, shitting in a cage. Pick yeah. a pick, pick a team. What's it going to be? And I'm with you. And I'm with you, Jen. But here's the thing: it's not a long-term
3: commitment. And then obviously, you know, if the kids can't do hamster, we're not taking it a step further. And hamster's only going to be around for. But a But isn't it? I mean, it's That's the me. law
4: of average. I mean, I, my friend's got a, a dog that kids that de- desperate to have a, a pet, but after a couple of weeks, you know, they they've got bored, haven't they? They get bored, and they yeah. they're not going to go. They're not going to walk it anymore. They
2: just know your kid will love the dog or the cat, but will. Essentially do what they do with you, ignore you, because <laughs> they've ignore, got Minecraft. Yeah. Do nothing <laughs> so, as
3: soon as there's work, yeah. Of,
2: of course, of course, understand that your pet is, is very much on the periphery of your child's uh, thoughts and prayers and feelings and yeah. cares. Yeah. So Jen is definitely not into guinea pigs, uh,
3: oh, bunnies. Sorry, bunnies is another one thing. that was on the list. That's okay, because you can keep your the rabbit
2: outside. That's an outside one. You can do yeah. that outside, you makes it a bit easier. Foxes, I swear to God, good luck with a rabbit outside. It won't last a week if you have foxes. And and, and even if you put them in a hutch, those bastards yeah. get in there. And then you they wake do. up and, and it's like flipping uh, Armageddon out there and your kid comes out and half of the rabbit head hanging off a tree. You're like, good, no, just forget it forget it again
3: these are all very practical discussions you can have with your children sorry sorry I like your on. passion I like that you're being outspoken I mean you've thought this through as a family you have had <laughs> discussions which yeah, shows me you're ready you know whatever pet you decide <laughs> on you guys have fucking talked it out and I like
4: that because this is what we she'll, want she'll end up looking after it all <laughs> oh,
3: yeah I know exactly I but that's I the I truth will. Uh, you're gonna hate this, then. You know what was high on the list? Yeah, rats. Rats was a big one. People what? suggested. Uh, get ready. This leopard geckos, and here's the best one: a Madagascar hissing cockroach. Gross. Oh, just anyway, grow up. those are. No. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Uh, we had birds, budgies, uh, birds of some sort. Another. Birds shouldn't be in cages. No, don't what, put birds in cages. And you can't. What's the matter with you? You can't love them. You can't. They just shit everywhere. Uh, fish because you can replace, but again, they're they're not. The, people, the kids don't want. Either. I mean, it's I,
4: it's a filler. I mean, I know uh, I know yeah. um, some friends who had, the kids did quite like the. They had a massive aquarium. They also had this is quite stick insects, and honestly, they went this thing and it was made full of wood. And it, I think, there was stick insects. There was some kind of thing that looks like wood. Oh, when they look,
3: they're little insects. Yeah, they they and like you could hardly. It really yeah. took
4: ages to find a figure out because they're really camouflage. But anyway, and they don't
2: stick around. See <laughs> what so I did there. Yeah. Uh, Hey, (coughs) hey, that's good. (laughs) But sorry about that. So here's the
3: thing. The biggest thing is measure whether the family will stick to a commitment. Really explore some other options, like Jen's family obviously has. I love that she is already like no to this, no to this, no to this. They've discussed it. This is what you should be doing with your family. Uh, Keep in mind the cost of a dog or a cat could be up to about a thousand pounds. A year, right? Depending on what's going on. So financially, you have to keep that in mind too. And a lot too. of pets so, are
4: being handed in, aren't they? Because people can't afford to look after them now.
3: Well, this is the big problem. So this is why I'm doing a little shout out. It's not necessarily like a problem I can solve, but I just wanted to put it out. Some suggestions of things you can do with your family to really get the kids to understand the level of responsibility that will be needed. Or even, I keep saying kids, you might have a partner who's like, no, nah, no, nah, we can get a dog. No, 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 no. So some of the things I've suggested, try that with your family. But please realize it takes a village. And unless the whole village is ready to take care of this animal, it, it's going to be a lot of work and it'll probably fall on you. So that is my PSA slash problem this time of year. Please really think it through. There will always be puppies and kittens out there. You don't need to just do it because it's Christmas. Thank you very much.
2: Allison. thank you very much. Um, that was uh, absolutely uh, essential advice for anyone thinking about getting a pet. Uh, I feel like most people shouldn't have pets, is my feeling. Um, yeah, they're yeah. a lot of work. It's a big commitment. You know, that? I mean, that whole lockdown pet thing was, was crazy, wasn't it? People getting puppies and kittens and all kinds of animals and then going, oh, do you know what? Um, we can't look after it. It's like how, I mean, and, and also when you're on, during lockdown, all you had was time to think about stuff like this. Yeah. And still people didn't think about it. It's like, for God's sake, get a grip. Um, Yes, I think uh, if you've got and and blaming your kids, I mean, for Christ's sake, I don't ask my kids opinion on anything. You know, I'm not turning to my kids going, which way do you think I should vote? And have you got any spare dough to pay the lecky bill? (laughs) And don't forget to pop out and do the ASDA shop. So, why am I expecting <laughs> them to look after a dog when they're eight? God, I don't even, my kids don't even sometimes flush after a poo. It absolutely just does my head in. Get, a, get, let alone with a toilet brush. they have never, ever heard of it. Every day I'm like, this brush, after you've done a poo, get it in, brush the bar. Oh, it's unbelievable. I don't know if that's a boy uh. thing, but anyway, that's the sidebar. Uh, Alison, thank you very much for your. Uh, be- Be more in advice. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) 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 Ah,
0: We're
3: on fire today, guys. On fire.
0: DERM.com.
2: Roy, you look surprised that
3: you're here? I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to
4: point out. It's called being professional, Alison.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's time to find out what we have been uh, visually uh, partaking in uh, through our heads and ears and eyes and noses
4: well i'm i watched a program that i don't think either of you two were going to watch anyway oh which okay. was sas rogue heroes which is a drama series on bbc and it's about the okay. beginnings of the sas <laughs> no none of yeah, you I, I,
2: watched it wait no wait just go back a bit i mean it, it, not not to say i i haven't watched it i mainly cuz i wasn't aware of it but that's not a show i would have necessarily thought you would... Enjoy.
4: Well, I mean, I kind of like historical stuff, so I thought that might be quite interesting. I have... Uh, Miles Jupp is in it, playing in a, uh, an infectual... Miles British, Jupp? Yeah, British officer. Oh, that's
2: hilarious.
4: He's I very good at think. playing ineffectual British, upper-class English officers. Um... But yeah, I watched the first episode and I was not enthralled. I mean, I, the idea of of, of finding out about the beginnings of the SAS is I find quite interesting. Um, and they they have a uh, they have a, a wave at the beginning saying you know some of the most unbelievable aspects of this story are probably true, which I mean probably is right. But you've got three lead three lead men, and you're you're obviously meant to like them. They're you know they're kind of rogues and they're kind of you know don't don't follow orders, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, they're going to turn out to be, presumably, the founding of the SAS. I just... I didn't like the three lead guys. The the one main guy in particular, I just was like... I know you're meant to find him charming and kind of be attracted to it. And there's an Irish guy there who's in prison and three MPs, military police, are going to try and hang him uh, inside the prison, pretend it was suicide, because he beat up one of their mates. And he obviously... He fights and beats them all up. It may have, that may have happened, but it, it, you kind of go, I don't know. I just wasn't that interested and I felt not interested enough to watch the rest of the episodes. I mean, it's it set in North Africa during the, the North African conflict with Rommel, which is when the SES presumably was founded. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an interesting subject. It's based on a book by, I think, Ben McIntyre, who writes a lot of these kind of s- types of books. Um, but I just was like not enthralled. I think it's because I wasn't really drawn in by the three main characters. And you know, yeah, and the one woman, you... I know it's going to be a male dominated thing because it's SAS and it's the oh. war, but there's one woman there, she's French and she's like a mysterious spy. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know I mean? It's like. They're always French,
2: mysterious, and beautiful. Aren't yeah, they? I, but I not They'd be sort of rough and British and like not mysterious. Yeah,
4: so I, it's, it's not, I'm, it's, 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 you know, I've, interesting idea, interesting subject, but I just wasn't enthralled, put it that way. Well, um,
2: yeah, it. <sighs> I don't think it's your kind of thing, Jen. It's definitely not my kind of thing, but um, I've just been quite disappointed with BBC drama this year. Uh, I haven't, there hasn't really been anything. I usually find a lot of BBC dramas just really fantastic, but a lot of the stuff that I've watched this year, I've like, I haven't been able to finish because it's been not up my street at all. So, yeah, it's a shame. Sounds like it could have been quite good, Mm. but uh, I'll swerve it. I will swerve it. Um, I've been watching, I suppose you would call it a historical sort of based ep- sort of period. It's not historical. It's not historical. Let's start again. But it's a period, um, drama. It's called 1899. I think it's just been released, it's on uh, Netflix, and it's a multilingual German production. It's a um, but um, and I guess it's sort of a thriller, mystery, I guess science fiction y kind of um drama they've put it also under the horror genre but there's no horror at all uh, it's more sort of mysterious and sort of maybe a slightly creepy but even that just it's it's just a lot of what is going on like you just spend the whole time every episode you're like what is what the hell is going on um it's set on a boat um, that's going from London to New York. So it's full of immigrants, um, and um, the boat that they, the boat that they're on, I think is called the, the Kerberos. And uh, we hear about this other boat called the Prometheus that has several months earlier, which is by the same um, company, has disappeared. It's disappeared, and everyone thinks that the boat has sunk or something awful has happened to the boat. And so there's already. You know obviously it's set in eighteen ninety nine people are very superstitious anyway. you've got uh, immigrants from Sweden from Germany, from France from um I don't know Slovakia or wherever uh, and they're all speaking their own languages and they're all like some some people there's Chinese as well so some people are in the first class, some people are in French uh, first class and you and you're you're finding out about all of their backgrounds and all of their um lives before they ended up on this boat but also Mysterious things are happening. That people are having very, very sort of uh, um, uh, having dreams, which are like sort of feel like they're completely real, like they're in and and they they sort of reliving past traumas. And all of these past traumas are going to be linked together somehow. But I've got no idea how yet because I haven't got that far ahead. Anyway, this boat, the Prometheus, suddenly appears. Okay, out of nowhere, and. They find this boat, and then all of this mysterious stuff starts to really happen. Since this boat is found, the boat, there's nobody on the boat apart from. I won't go into it actually because I'm going to. It's going to be spoiler central. But, but then um, in the end, <laughs> and it, it's the end, uh, and it's uh, so that's it. So you find this boat. All this mysterious stuff is happening. There's this mysterious chap, and there is it's, it is supernatural. So it's not it's not completely naturalistic. There is a supernatural element to it, and it's uh, or even a sort of sci-fi element to it. But it's really good. And um, but it's very slow moving. I mean, like so slow. But I I would recommend it if you like if you like suspense and you like thrillers and you like a period drama. Then eighteen ninety nine is the show for you, Maureen. I think you would like it. Mm, actually, that's on Netflix. And even is though, because I was watching it thinking, would Maureen like this? Because it has got this sort of slightly sci fi element, but it's such a su- it's so subtle. Mm. I don't I. Don't think you'd be put off by it. I think you'd be more intrigued by it. Okay, but maybe maybe I should watch a couple more episodes because it might get to the end and then I say to you, "Don't bother, <laughs> don't bother watching it." Because <laughs> I made you watch that other thing, didn't I? What, what what one? Do you remember that? What was that other one? That was it was also futuristic, not futuristic, but it's also like. Um, Oh, you know the one where they find a portal into like... The past. Oh
4: yes, yeah. uh, The, the JF... Yeah, I only watched what one an episode an to be out.
2: pile of what a waste of time that was. <laughs> so, uh, but th- this is uh, this is really enjoyable. And Alison, I think you'd like it because it's spooky and.
3: Um... Well, I've seen it. I've seen it in the horror listings, but I was always like,
2: eh, but yeah, maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll give it a go." It's now. not. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's in the horror listings because it's not horror. But it is, I guess there's loads of suspense and thriller that comes under horror, yeah. it, doesn't it, I suppose. Yeah, or but, even um, creepiness. They they put anything that's even
3: just <laughs> creepy under horror. Yeah.
2: It, yeah, it is a bit creepy. So maybe. Yeah. yeah. Give it a whirl. See what you think. All right. <clears throat> 1899. Awesome. What's, what's, yeah. what's uh, scaring the living bejesus out of us this week?
3: Okay, so the horror movie I'm choosing... I'm going to read the description and I want you guys to guess it. Okay. I bet you you can guess it. Okay, ready. A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Oh,
4: is it those small little things? What's it? It begins with G. Yes! Yes! Oh, I, I can't remember the name, but it's... A- gremlins? Gremlins.
3: Yes! Gremlins! I am suggesting Gremlins. I love that Maureen
4: was quick on that. Never seen yes. it, but I do remember. It was a really big hit when it came out.
3: It, was, it still is, in my opinion. Gremlins. This is an example, I think, of exactly what could happen if you choose the wrong pet. And don't know how to care for it properly, uh, and it's a Christmas movie. Believe it or not, everyone. Gremlins is a great little Christmas movie. Um, so basically, he gets a a pet. Uh, there are rules you're supposed to follow. He does not something follow about water, them isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Never get them wet. Don't feed them after feed midnight. Feed them after midnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there was one other thing that I sounds like looking after kids. I've seen it. It does
2: sound <laughs> like get it's them more wet. Or less so feed them after midnight. Not
3: have children. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean to be so fair yeah. you should get them wet. You gotta bath them, haven't you? Yeah. It's a, you gotta yeah. Not to
3: yeah, midnight no. then. After, after midnight. Not after midnight. So uh so yeah, gremlins, a great, great little f- I think it's I'm gonna put it down as a family horror. There I said it. I think you could watch this. I mean if your kids are really, really young, maybe not. But there's so much silliness in it that I I think I think kids would enjoy it. I do. I mean anyway, but that shows why I should never have children. <laughs> uh <laughs> Gremlins, yeah, show it to them before bed uh, But yeah, Gremlins, that is the horror movie that I am choosing It is a classic, it is all about pet care, what can go wrong And it's good for a laugh, and its it falls right into the Christmas theme, everyone So that is the movie I am recommending You can probably find it in a million places So get out there and search and sit down with a, hop a cup of hot cocoa and watch Gremlins And be happy you don't have a pet
2: Oh yeah, that's a great movie. I <laughs> loved Gremlins. I absolutely it's loved great. it when I watched it. I can't remember when I saw it, but it was you know, years ago. But um, yeah, I don't think my eight, I don't think my kids would, would could watch it. They they actually would be terrified. I mean, one of them. I tried to get him to watch the Grinch movie, and he was too scared. So uh, I think, oh, I think oh, was oh, uh, that the little oh, one. Oh, oh. He, he was... Uh, no, no, uh, Luke is fine with it, but um, uh, yeah, the other uh, he, the other one, uh, yeah, they he can't he can't cope with the with the Grinch. He thinks he's too creepy. You know when Jim Carrey is all dressed up as the Grinch. Anyway, yeah, but I guess just Jim Carrey is that... a problem with. Yeah, let's be, let's be honest. <laughs> really. I mean, and you know, in many ways, who can blame him? But um, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not he's not uh, he, I don't think they're ready for the Gremlins, but you know. In a few years' time, there's loads of movies I want to sit down and watch with my children. Auntie Allison will be there. Are you guys ready to watch Gremlins yet? Is this
4: Jaws. the year? Jaws. Oh, Jaws.
2: I'm not it's letting my warm. kids watch yeah. Jaws. That ruined oh. swimming in the sea for me. For, for like, even now, I still sometimes. That think is a about Jaws. that is a brilliant no, movie. Not watching it. I'm not going to let them watch it. Do
4: you know it, I, it? It, In those days, you could smoke in the cinema. My mum was smoking, watching Jaws, and she almost <laughs> swallowed her cigarette at. <laughs> it was so scary. Oh,
2: it is terrifying, um, to be fair. That is that, yeah, that, it's that a movie, is a terrifying movie. Is, yeah, it really is. Um, well, Alison, thank you very much for your horror movie recommendation. Uh, and uh, Maureen, I do believe that your corner has uh, been left uncultured for seven days and now needs to be fully uh, cottage cheesed. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> cultured. course it's the corner time that is often cultural but sometimes just batshit
4: <laughs> thank you for that wonderful intro um, right i'm going to talk about itvx which is the new streaming pa- uh, platform from itv oh, which yeah. seems to have gone Nobody seems to have noticed. Um, and on the uh, I believe what this Friday, on the 8th of December, a couple of uh, new drama series are going to be launched on it, and they look good. One of them has been uh, highly well-reviewed, which is A Spy Among Friends, and it's set in England in 1963 with Nicholas Elliott, played by Damien Lewis, who learns that his close friend and colleague, Kim Philby, who's played by Guy Pearce, brilliant actor, has been working as a double agent for the KGB and um i don't know if you uh, people are aware but uh, probably are but uh, in the 1960s it was a massive scandal that these those, like these these guys these pillars of the establishment were all actually spying for the kgb and just before philby defects over to the soviet union he actually holds them um, a press conference in his mother's flat where he he goes, I'm not a spy. And uh, I think it's Maggie Smith who goes, you should watch that as a great piece of acting. Because he's so convincing by going, yeah, I'm not a spy. What what do you think I'm a spy for? Anyway, he was a major, major spy. So this is a drama series all about it. And uh, it looks very good. It's had very good reviews. Another one that looks uh, really good, I think coming out on Friday, is Litvinenko, which is starring David Tennant, who plays, obviously, the the Russian spy that was... um, Killed by plutonium, and most people presume on Putin's orders because there's very few people that can access um, things like that. And he's playing his Litvinenko, who obviously died a very slow death from being poisoned. Also on ITVX, and I thought this, should be, this could be your homework over Christmas, Alison, there's Hammer House of Horror movies. You can check out the Hammer House of Horror. Oh! And see what you think. Yes, yeah. Because they were very, very successful. They're very British, so uh, very low budget. Um, yeah. But they're very famous. I think with Vincent Price, Peter Cushion, Christopher Lee. See what you think, actually.
3: All right. I love that. Thank you. I will do
4: that. And the, the that other
2: th- that's classic British horror. It's
4: classic British there. horror, Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, it's not too gory. I mean, I remember some of them, and you know, which I, when I watched when I was younger. And then I think there was one when they were in the crypt and they were all the living dead, and it, it went back and explained why they were the living dead. And I still remember that. It was a very, very good movie. Um, they have also got things from the 60s and 70s growing up, so the Persuaders and the Protectors, which are very big back in the day, old episodes of Coronation Street and Crossroads, which was a, a very. <laughs> It was a soap opera, Alison. Of oh my god, it was very so low bad. Standards. I've heard of it.
2: it I've heard of Acorn it. Antique. Yeah. It's based was- on it. Victoria Wood's got a whole sketch, Acorn Antiques, which is based on Crossroads. Yeah,
4: I mean, it was. it was set, a set in Selly Oak, I think. Um, but they have got Thunderbirds, the original Thunderbirds puppets. That might be good for the kids, actually. I <laughs> Thunderbirds. I, liked Thunderbirds. I Did thought you Thunderbirds
2: thought... was crap when I was a kid. Oh,
4: I thought Thunderbirds was fantastic. I used to love Thunderbirds. Wow. And then something I want to recommend, which um, I think is brilliant, which I just happened to see in the listings, is Lost in Austin, A-U-S-T-E-N. It's a great uh, drama where um, basically a woman, uh, she can go through a portal in her bathroom and she ends up in Pride and Prejudice. She ends up and she (laughs) swaps... I know it sounds really weird. Elizabeth <laughs> Bennet, played by Gemma Atherton, she comes, she goes into modern. They kind of swap over, right. and she she ends up causing all these. Uh, you know, she keeps changing the plot because she's there. She's, it's a bit of a disaster. And I remember my, I saw it at my friend Mickey's, and she mentioned it, and I was like, God, this sounds a bit naff. I watched it, and it's absolutely hilarious. It is really, it's really a, funny. It's a movie. It's a four-part TV series, oh, okay. Lost in Austin, and it is honestly, it's really, really, really funny. If you want something like it's kind of really fun to watch, and, you know, you, it's a modern woman, you know, and she meets, you know, in nineteenth-century uh, England. Obviously, there's going to be a few bits of tension there. Um, so yeah, it's a very, it's a very well-written, very funny TV series, Lost in Austin, and you can get that on ITVX. ITVX.
2: Yeah, if you're right. not in Britain,
4: you can get Lost, lost in Austin on streaming channels and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: brilliant. And and ITVX has just been launched, is that right?
4: Yeah, and it seems to have gone under under the radar a bit. There is also ITVX Premier, which means you can get to, you can view everything on BritBox for free. But a lot all, all if you're just on ITVX normally, you can just get all you can watch all this for free. I can't uh, subscribe to anything else now. So yeah, so but you should just watch the free stuff.
2: Yeah, that's what I would do. I just can't pay for another thing. It's just too many things I'm paying for at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the fact that we've got all these different channels, but they're expensive. If you're paying uh-huh. five pounds a month here, not ten pounds a month here, it's like Jesus Christ, forty quid a month just to watch one show. Um, but yeah, ITVX—they've been talking about it for ages, and and, uh, I I maybe it's because I don't watch a lot of terrestrial TV, but I don't feel like I've seen any posters or
4: no. That or was any one of the reviews.
2: anything?
4: I they reviewed, um, you know, the spy one, a spy among friends. So it was a yeah. really great drama. Because if, you, if people can find where it's on, because it, actually it's not on until this Friday. Because I don't think people do know anything about ITVX, which is weird because it's... think mean, the only way it's been advertised is on ITV. But you've got to be watching ITV in order to find out about ITVX. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And I exactly. have been yeah. watching ITV for a long time. I mean, does anyone watch yeah. terrestrial TV? I don't know. Maybe they do. I, I do, do when so- I'm in hotels. That's about it. Yeah, when I'm in hotels, I find myself watching, yeah, crap on terrestrial TV. But otherwise, I'm sort of like I've got I've paid for all these other channels. so I'm going to watch something on like these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. Thanks, Maureen. Uh, you've literally got your finger on the pulse, which is great. Uh, so, and that's also great that you can you can get ITVX and it doesn't cost anything, does it? Like the nope. actual channel. So, if you don't. Yeah, it's you, all free. It's only, it's only if you don't want to have adverts that so you have to pay for it. Is that right? Look at that!
3: Yeah, I'm I, going to get it right now. I'm putting it on my iPad. That's very handy, Maureen.
4: I'm wow. guessing there's adverts on it. I mean, it—you know—that's how they're it making must their be. money. That's isn't otherwise,
2: it? how are they making their money? Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Thank you all very much, um, Martin Younger for your cultural corner. So, we've.
3: Uh, We've discussed pets. We definitely know Jen is not into the idea of pets. Uh, we have been cultured by Maureen, and I love this suggestion, Maureen. Thank you for bringing this in. Uh, we've talked our weeks. We, we've we've talked a lot of stuff, but what we have not done is done a bit of venting, and so uh, that's that's what we're in this corner for now. So, Jen, uh, what the hell has been getting your goat?
2: I don't want to lose my shit over okay. This is it. Right. Let's go happen now. I cannot handle this. <laughs> Look, I don't even know whether I should talk about this because this sometimes I feel like keep some stuff to yourself, Brister. Just don't you don't have to let everybody know everything. But I tell you what's been getting my goat a little bit is um putting up comedy and cutting up your stand-up into um one minute, 45 second uh, clips and then putting them out there into the ether and then seeing some of the comments that people put underneath uh, is really quite something. uh, How many people don't understand what stand-up comedy is? It's, It's absolutely amazing to me that people will look at something and take it completely literally, even under the banner of... Stand up comedy, it it just blows my mind that people will watch a stand up comedy 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 routine and take it as a literal. Oh well, she literally thinks this. It's like, holy crap, mate! It's a, it's comedy. It's it's a it's a brief. Blip in my experience and I've heightened it and I've created a routine about it. It might have been something I thought about briefly. It's not something I think about all the time. It's maybe not even something I think about now because I wrote it like 10 years ago. It's just a, it's just a joke. It's just jokes. It, people, what I've learned about stand-up is that it isn't for everyone. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to realise that comedy isn't for everyone. It's just, it's just one of those things. Where you just go, wow, comedy. Or, or okay, that's not fair. My comedy is definitely not <laughs> fair. Which, let's be fair, we already knew. But um, just to have people messaging me to tell me, it's like, I have. here's something, here's a thought you could have. And I'm going to put it out there and see what you think. Watch something. Look at a painting. Watch a play. See a television show. Hear a song. Maybe you don't like it. Here's an idea. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. Have a little bit of uh, self-awareness and go, I didn't like that and that's actually okay because it's not all about me. You don't need to contact that person (laughs) (laughs) to tell them, (laughs) one, that you didn't like it, two, why you didn't like it and three, how you're going to tell everyone else to hate you because you didn't like it. Just just have a moment with yourself and go, I'm a grown-up. I've seen something I don't like. It's actually quite benign. I'm going to take a breath and leave it. No. Comments, direct messages. It's really quite something. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's actually enough to put me off... Uh, Performing stand up comedy because I'm like, there's too many people who don't get what it is. It's absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, that's what's been getting my goat. It's been getting my goat for a few weeks, and I've thought, just don't talk about it, Jen. It's not actually, it's not important. But somebody sent me a message this morning, and I really, really, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, God almighty. Sent you a message. Yeah, it's bizarre when people take the trouble to direct message me. I'm like, wow.
4: But you know what, you've got this thing where I think it's got a station where people think I don't like it. If I'm offended, then you're not allowed to, to do but that. You've got to stop offended. it because their yes. their opinion is of so, so much importance that actually you've got to stop doing what you're doing. And it's like, no, that's just your opinion. You know, like I don't like uh, uh, what, you, what you call them, whistler paintings. Don't like them. They bore me stiff doesn't mean he's not a painter. It's just, it's just not for me. But you get people yeah, going, well, yeah. I don't think so-and-so's funny. He's not a comedian. It's like, no, you just don't find them funny. That doesn't mean he's not a comedian. It just means it's not for you. It's like if I went to listen to punk music or heavy metal, I'd hate it. I'd be like, where's Luther Vandross? doesn't mean they're not musicians. It's just not my kind of thing. And I think that's the thing now. People have got this, this kind of sense of like, because they've got access to a blinking, they're on Twitter and they've got a whatever. It's like, well, I don't like this. And you're right, people don't get comedy because they take it literally. It's like, and that, that the problem with stand-up, which we know, is that when you do a joke, you do it, in, it's in context. It's, it. You know, you've probably been doing yeah. jokes for five minutes, so people know where you're coming from, they know what type of person you are, they know you're doing it with a little bit of a little glint in your eye and that you don't actually literally mean it. But when yeah. you see it online, people... There's some no people, context. There's no, there's no context, context. Yeah. and they just think, Ooh. and they take it literally. And it's like... And sometimes yeah, and you you're right.
2: You do need the joke before sometimes in some of, what I've realized now is is in cutting up my stand up is I, I do need that joke before to allow that joke that's that other bit of that joke to work because sometimes when you do cut it up it just it might seem a little bit it might be, it seem might be harsh. Great a bit or it like might seem a bit harsh or it might be like I don't really get that or whatever um and I suppose I just thought people would understand and contextualize a, a 40 second clip as in this is just 40 seconds of a routine that is longer it's that's not that this no, is 40 seconds out of a 5 minute routine
4: because also um, they don't get your pers- you know because you you know everybody can tell different jokes so you know there's that famous story where somebody copied Sarah Millican's jokes and died at this open mic night because they don't a, they're brilliant jokes, but they don't have Sarah's personality and her persona to sell the joke. And people don't know your persona. So people know where you're coming from by the time you tell that joke. And people don't know that, so they just see it in this void. And because they don't really get stand-up, you know, it's like when people quote jokes out of a when they see a comedy club and they go, "Oh, so and so said this joke." It's like, yeah, but he probably said it ten minutes into his act. If he said it at the beginning of the act, nobody would have laughed. Ten minutes in, the audience give you permission to say that, and mm. they find it funny. I yeah,
2: mean, it's it's. It, I mean, it's just bizarre. I, I i'm i'm uh, i'm never not amazed, never not amazed. And and this is like you know, I've got my notifications are all switched off, so I can't see them, but they do still keep. Sometimes you you know one might pop out and so it's like it's always the ones that like are. oh this comedian is everything i hate about stand-up those are the ones you're like oh i just managed to glance at that one that's great um (laughs) (laughs) but it's just yeah that's really like i don't reply to any of them ever i just don't reply i blanketly don't reply to any comments on on any of my stand-up, if you liked it, that's—I'm really delighted that you liked it. I haven't read it anyway. If you don't like it, I don't—you know—I'm not going to reply to you either way, because um, it's not—that's not. There's
4: no point. What, what are you going to do? No, Whatever you no... say.
2: There's no benefit to it. There's, there's, And also, I'm not going to get into an argument with someone. If I'm like, you're totally entitled to not like it. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. And actually, I've left yeah. comments open on this particular clip, so you're totally entitled to tell me you don't like it. I'm just questioning why you would need to feel the need to do that. That's all. I just find that bizarre. Uh, because you wouldn't do that at a gig. You wouldn't go up to the comedian at the end and go, you were... Actually, they have done that, actually. That's <laughs> Yeah. As I was saying that I realize people actually have done that to me. <laughs> You're shit and you should stop doing stand up love. He was hilarious. Do you, know Do
3: you know what too? Not that I mean to make this a gender war, but uh I think it's often women comedians that get the most uh oh. comments. Oh by far. Like by far. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you were to take a clip of a dude and a clip of a girl, I'm telling you, Men just need to be like, no, 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 no. What you need to do there, sweetheart? Or this, how is this funny? Whereas some guy doing some bullshit thing and they're like, no, that's classic. Um, so I feel we, we do get a lot of that. But to all you people who have the desire to contact Jen or any comedian and tell them why, just go fucking to a restaurant and rate the meal. Okay? How, You're going to get better results. how sad is your life? Go, I fucking. mean, how
4: busy and how sad is your life? You think, I've got to message somebody. It's just like, don't. I mean, would you I mean, I wouldn't have the time or the effort or the interest.
2: No. no. And it would, and also I would never want to upset anyone. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah, but they don't like, see why? you as
4: people. They don't actually see you as a person, I think on on this social media. No, they People don't. say things to people on social media they would never have the nerve to say to people's faces. And also
2: they're like, "Well, if you didn't want to hear me call you a cunt, you shouldn't have put a video up on Instagram." You're like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that those were the parameters <laughs> of, of of
4: No, but that is true. That's yeah. That's what they think, you know. Mm.
2: Well, that's what's got my goat, but actually, do you know what? I feel a lot better for getting it out there. So I think it's, I'm helped. Glad you said it's it. quite cathartic. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if you've been sitting on it for a couple yeah, of weeks. I have, really. That's definitely a goat that needs to be ripped out and got. Yeah. So I'm glad we got it. We got it. It's got gotten and then it's good it's good. Yeah? Hey, next week is the final episode for this series. Don't be sad, but it's gonna be our Christmas special. I don't know what's gonna be special about it other than it's
4: near, near Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, we'll see. Let's see if the bells come out, eh? Oh, God, look those bloody bells.
2: Maureen, everybody loves the bells. Wait, can
4: you hear that?
3: This is actually my ring for Prosecco bell, just so you know everyone that I have
4: beside my computer. Well, that's coming with you to London on Monday, isn't it?
2: You better bring it on Monday, Alison. <laughs> women talking bollocks
3: if you have enjoyed wtv please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts
4: and leave us a little review or you can check out our socials now on instagram facebook twitter youtube and you never know we may even get on tiktok and if you do like the show please do have a look at our patreon for
2: bonus content and weekly treats
1: well that do